Welcome to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. This is a weekly series that showcases the world of sports with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. From the recruiters and players to the teams and coaches, we've got it all covered. Now, here's your host, Coach Hurley Brown. Family, family. Hurley, uh, Hurley had to uh, take care of some business. With the uh, Merritt Island Mustangs today. So once again, your co-host, Kelvin Harris, will be your host. And I, uh, I'm i not doing this alone because this is the NBA Draft Edition. I brought my man, the basketball extraordinaire, Tim Fuller, on with me. And he has um, his partner, Michael Simon, on as well. So we're going to be going over the NBA Draft. We're going to talk specifically uh, also about... Tim and Michael's clients, who both were two of them who were drafted uh, in the uh, second round. One of them, who you guys got a chance to talk to before the draft, DeAnthony Melton, <coughs> excuse me, as well as Alice A. Johnson, um, both in the second round. So we're going to cover the NBA draft fully today. Uh, before we get involved all the way, I want to uh, have Tim. Uh, introduce Michael to the uh, to the national uh, radio audience. Uh, yeah, Tim. thanks so much, Kevin. Uh, you know, guys, I wanted to bring Michael Simon on uh, with us because uh, he has a heart and a passion for for, for young people. Uh, I, I met uh, Michael through um, a mutual friend in the sports industry, and uh, when I heard their story, and uh, you know, I hope he had the chance to share some of that today, uh, it, it drew me closer to. Uh, you know, wanting to share opportunities with them and work um, side by side to, you know, work with the athletes and, and enhance their lives as they're doing. Um, so, Simone, Michael Simone has a, a pallet company. Uh, everybody always asks, what are those, what are you talking about? People say pallet. Those wooden crates that everything is shipped in and out of. Uh, one, one of the best uh, pallet companies in the, in America and um, just has a passion for sports and young people and has, uh, Put a lot of time, energy, and resources behind uh, our all management group and helping to get it off the ground and uh, supporting the players that, that we've been working with and taking them to the next level. Uh, that sounds like a great, great uh, story, Mike. Uh, give us uh, give us a little insight. Um, yeah, just to piggyback off what Tim said, um, yeah, we run a, uh, a successful pallet business that we started back in 1999. We've grown it tremendously in the last, uh, obviously, 17, 18 years, I believe. Um, and we did get introduced to Tim, and we've always had a um, a passion for basketball. Our two sons are, they love playing the game, and so that kind of drew us to um, to trying to get, you know, trying to help athletes in and, and, and the realm of sports. And when we met Tim, that was just a perfect partnership for us. We kind of had the business, and he had the basketball end, which he's amazingly talented at. He's um Definitely works his butt off for for the first kids, and I think we just about give them anything they ask for within within realm. So, so yeah, it's just it's been a great ride. The uh, the draft was fun. It was our first experience being part of the draft. I think Tim, you know, learned some stuff too along the way, but it was fun, you know, being involved in it and watching our kids get drafted. Because I know they put in a lot of work to, to get where they are today. So it was just um, it was just fun, and, and we were happy to see them, you know, fulfill their dreams. Now, do your kids are they are they still playing? Are they of high school age or are they graduated? No, actually, one has just turned eighteen and the other one's thirteen. But no, they don't. They um, the thirteen year old still kind of plays for school. The eighteen year old is kind of just uh, just plays recreational now. But uh, they've always kind of loved basketball growing up. That was like their passion growing up. So we always took a liking to it. Oh well, now Tim, Calvin, is it? There was a young yeah. man in their in their um, circle. They're from Cleveland, Ohio, and there was a young man in their circle that they um, met. And um, we're not going. You don't have to disclose his name, but Mike, tell them about the young man that y'all ended up uh, helping to bury his father. That's one of the most passionate stories that um, is probably out there in, in today's uh, basketball circles that nobody knows about. Yeah, we had, we had met a young like like Tim said, a young man that was um, you know getting ready to go through through his thing and we kind of helped him do all that but when we first met him his father unfortunately had passed away and um the family didn't have the means to give him a proper you know burial so we kind of stepped in 
and just said, you know what, we're, we're going to make sure that your dad gets a proper burial because we just felt that was the right thing to do. So we kind of went that through that thing with him, and now he's really, um, he's really progressed well. And that, again, has brought us enjoyment because we care deeply about him as a person, and we just, we just love seeing him, you know, continue to do great things. But, yeah, that was, um, that was life-changing for us to meet him and just kind of help him through the process and things like that. That, that that gives us a stronger, you know, conviction to tell us that we're doing the right thing. You know, that, you know, compassion is definitely what we need more of uh, in today in this country. Now, you guys had two young men drafted. They Neither was drafted in the first round, but they were drafted in the second round. And the um, Get Down family got a chance to be introduced to one of them, DeAnthony Melton who actually went to the Houston Rockets. He was their only draft pick. Um, and, you know, I've talked to Tim off air about Houston and making sure that DeAnthony uh, is in a good situation there. The other young man, uh, Alizé Johnson, a 6'8 kid from Missouri State, if I'm not correct. What was his story? So Alizé was a young man that we, we met um, actually through Michael Porter. You know, Michael Porter, uh, I've, I've worked with his family for a long time now. Um, so my days of coaching at Missouri, and uh, uh, as I was explaining to Michael about some of the things we do to help athletes, uh, he introduced us to Alize. So, so uh, Alize, I have been a long time mentor of his, and uh, that you know, if he ever needed you know somebody to help mentor and guide through the process, that um, I would be somebody that you know he could lean on. And uh, it ended up happening. Alize called me out of the blue one day. He said, "Hey, I know you've been." recruit me for a while now, I'll be passing through Cleveland. Can I come through and meet, meet your partners and meet you? Uh, and I was currently in Atlanta at the time. I jumped on a plane that next morning and met him there. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was uh, short but sweet. And uh, he ended up signing with us, and we've been helping him ever since. Now, let me, let me ask you a question. Because um, I had talked to you, I had texted you the day before the draft, and you were um, – you, you, you hit me back and said that you were working on a draft. Now, I know in some cases with some of these players, teams get a liking to them and they tell them, shut down your, your trips or whatever. But that's usually with first-round draft picks. Now, with guys that are in the lower numbers, do teams do the same thing? They say, look, uh, we're not going to take you in the first round, but we got you in the second round. I mean, is does that work as well or is it a little yeah, different? Works. It works, it works similar. We, we, we call it a basement, right? So, like, as we go through the draft, we, 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 it's our job, to, along with the agents, to find a basement for our players. Like, look, if you're available at this spot, you won't go below this, this, this availability. Um, so in finding a basement, that's why it was so ironic, you know, when you talked to DeAnthony the week of the draft, that Tuesday, you know, he, his ceiling was, you know, 14, 15 range to the – 15, 16 range to the Clippers. I mean, we knew that the Clippers liked them. We knew the Clippers were going to take two guards. Um, they had already told us that. Uh, but they ended up having some guys available at that spot that they felt were a little bit better than DeAnthony. Um, so, you know, he didn't go there. And uh, we started to uh, make sure that we had a basement for him. And that basement was uh, was the, the Houston Rockets for DeAnthony. We knew uh, he was their first workout. Uh, we had done a lot of work in advance with the Houston Rockets um, to kind of explain to them who he was um, and how he could possibly play that that Pat Beverly role for them. Uh, <clears throat> being an elite defender is also a secondary ball handler and uh, a decent shot maker. So, uh, you know, we, we kind of worked to have that basement, and we were just trying to find different plugs throughout. Um, there were a couple teams in the first round that, Wanted to take a look at them, but like I said, on, on drafting, man, it's, um, it's, it's very fluid and things are changing by the, by the, by the second. So you just got to kind of have to work to make sure your players don't, 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 don't go undrafted. And the same ones with Alizé. Um, I knew a lot of the scouts with the uh, Indiana Pacers, and um, we, we, we kind of had a feeling that, you know, if he was available at 50, he would go. We thought that he had a chance to go in the – 32 to 37 range, but those teams uh, took other players. So, um, you know, it was uh, again one of those things where, you know, he was uh, he went at 50. 
I'm not as familiar with Alize as I am with DeAnthony. I've I'd seen him play, you know, with USC the prior year. And like, you know, we had talked off air. I thought that he would be perfect for that, like we talked about the Patrick Beverly role. Now, Alize's mm-hmm. game, what kind of game does he have? You know, he's he's a six eight combo forward. The thing with him is uh people probably have yet to see uh he's an elite level passer. I mean he has Tremendous, tremendous uh, motor. It's always going to go, 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 go. But he is an elite level passer. That's one of the things I learned about him during the pre draft process. And he has a really high basketball IQ, and he makes the other people around him better. Um, you know, I think that um, you know he, he's going to uh, you know have some challenges, being that they play uh, so small now at the you know, at the NBA level to where they're playing really four guards, so he's going to have to be that fourth guard. Uh, and just, you know, working on some of those ball skills to help him be able to work off the ball screens and come downhill. And then really guard, you know, guys like Kyle Corver or J.R. Smith or, you know, some of the some of the guys, you know, small forwards that actually play four. Wow. Now, the thing about you had two other guys uh, who are going to uh, camp, uh they didn't get drafted, but they're going to be on summer league teams. And who are they? Right. So Jonathan Williams is third. He's going to be on summer league team. And uh, Billy Preston. Uh, Jonathan Williams is third. is going with the Lakers. Randy Johnson called him within seconds after the draft was over and uh, invited him in for that opportunity. And then Billy Preston is going in with the Cavs. Um, and, you know, hopefully if things stick around and LBJ is around kill Cleveland, able to mentor Billy some because he's a 6'10", uh, versatile forward that has a lot of uh, skill and, and diverse uh, abilities uh, that translate to the NBA. What school did he go to? Well, he was one of those kids who was supposed to play in Kansas, but then there were some things that forced him. Yeah, to I remember him. Yeah, but he was a, he was a McDonald's All-American um, in, in 2018 or 17, so he... Uh, Played in that in that same game with uh, you know Trayvon Duvall and, and Brandon McCoy, you know, and there's other McDonald's All Americans that that went undrafted. Now Jonathan Williams, how big is he? He's six nine forward. He was um two thousand and so was it two thousand and sixteen NCAA Western Regional um, Most Outstanding Player played at Gonzaga. Uh, yes, started, he's from Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, started his career at uh, Missouri. I was coaching and then uh, transferred to Gonzaga after I left Missouri. And, um, you know, I had, I had a really nice career in the, in the WCC. I mean, he was, uh, he was uh, you know, all-conference player both years. He participated, um, uh, most outstanding player of the Western Regional as well as the uh, conference tournament uh, when they made a run to the national championship game a year ago. Okay. Uh, I, I think he'll be the one that'll be getting uh... – uh, tutored by LeBron, but we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break, <laughs> and when we come back, we're gonna talk about the draft as a whole, the first round of the draft, and uh, your thoughts on the picks, and just go in depth with the draft uh, for 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 a, a good segment, and uh, get get Michael's thoughts as well. So we're gonna take a break here on the Get Down with Hurley Brown, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about this first round of the NBA draft and who. We think five years from now are going to be the superstars. So we'll be right back on the Get Down with the Hurley Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thunder chickens beware. We're coming for you. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, it's all about the Spring Gobbler Smackdown, and our panel of pros are out for beards. Joining us is David Blanton of Bill Jordan's Realtree Outdoors and Monster Bucks, outdoor writer M.D. Johnson, and Pete Muller from the National Wild Turkey Federation. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. (laughs) 
This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Family, family, we're back here on the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Hurley, uh, Hurley had to take care of some business today, so... I'm going to have to take a few more shots than I normally do. I'm your co-host, Kelvin Harris, but I'm not doing this alone. I brought in some real shooters. Tim Fuller, uh, former coach at the University of Miami. Remember, uh, 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 Get Down family, it's always, always about the you in every situation. So, <laughs> And uh, Tim has his business partner, Michael Saman, on. And we were talking about their kids that they had drafted and um, you know placed in the draft. Now we're going to talk about the entire draft. For those of you who are under a rock this past Thursday, DeAndre Ayton went number one uh, to the Phoenix Suns. He's a 7-1 center uh, freshman from the University of Arizona. And um, Tim, what do you think? I thought that he was the perfect pick for them. I know some people said maybe Luka Doncic, possibly Marvin Bagley, but I think this kid... He reminds me of of Joel Embiid, but I don't know. He's a little bit more old school center. Yeah, what do you think, Mike? Give your opinion, Mike, then I'll come in behind and get, and get mine. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I mean, he's definitely chiseled. His body's amazing. He's got a pro body already. And I think he can stretch. The, I think he's capable of shooting distance, threes and all that. So, obviously, in today's NBA have somebody like that is, is ideal. So I think he was a perfect fit for them. Uh, I'm going to say, you know, Kevin, to play alongside, you know, Devin Booker, definitely notice the Suns, um, you know, have to enhance their, um, their, uh, their, their point guard play. But to have a true five uh, that can move uh, is, is, is almost uh, paramount. You know, if you're going, if, you, if you're going to, you know, go go to the next level, um, and and you got a guy like Devin Booker, that is one of the, the, the top shooters in the game. It's really going to make it difficult for teams to contain that inside outside punch. So, uh, I put it now. It's on the coach. I mean, the coach has to do his job, but uh, I definitely thought that was the best pick they could go for. You you almost didn't need Luka Doncic. I mean, I, with, with with the way Devin plays. You don't need another wing. Devin's enough to make up for two wings. You just need uh, you need an inside guy, and, and then you need some, some people that can push the ball and defend. Well, the, the one thing I say is I think it definitely was a good fit for what Phoenix is doing. And I think I'm, going, I'm sort of with Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups was saying this the whole week leading up to the draft and that he, he hopes that uh, this – this draft brings back the old school center and the old, not necessarily the old style of playing, but a little bit more traditional play. And, you know, the thing I think is we're saying that it made sense, but I wouldn't be surprised if Luka Doncic doesn't become a star because he's already he's already been in the limelight and he's played against pros. I think he he's in the perfect place for himself. For those of you who don't know, um, the Atlanta Hawks picked Trey Young and traded him to the Dallas Mavericks. They had an agreement. So Atlanta picked Trey – or excuse me, Dallas picked – was it? Yeah. No, Atlanta picked uh, Donkic and traded him to the, um, to the Mavericks for Trey Young. And I think that fits right. both situations because – Atlanta's looking for somebody that can put people in seats. That's their biggest thing, right. and I think he does that for them. But I think Luka Doncic is in the right place for him because Mark Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks know how to to cultivate an overseas talent. And then he'll have Dirk Nowitzki to help him, you know, get accustomed to life living in, living in America. Yeah. And Dallas is a great city. Now, yeah, and I, yeah. well, I was going to say the guy, in my opinion, that's going to be the sleeper is Kevin Knox. Yeah, 
He kind of reminds me of Jason Tatum. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. Um, I, you know, I do. We, we, uh, you know, Kevin Knox and, and I work with their family through an extended partner. We were talking about that the other day. The one, the one thing that you're going to find with, with, with Tatum is Tatum, Tatum grew up playing point guard. Like, yeah. lot, not a lot of people know that, right? But he grew up playing point guard. He was in St. Louis during the time I was at Missouri. I recruited him since he was in eighth grade. Matter of fact, I was the first coach that, that, that offered him a, a, a full Division One scholarship. And um, I've been watching this kid since eighth grade. So now you see him move from point guard to to small forward, right? Same as a guy like LeBron. Ball in his hands all the time, point guard, small forward. It's going to be interesting to see Kevin Knox go from kind of stretch forward, wing, to see if he can make that transition to be small forward, ball in his hands consistently. Because if not, then he becomes, you know, a guy that's using a, 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 as a face-up shooter, not necessarily a guy that can you know, create his own off the dribble. Now, if they play fast, and they're in an up-tempo style, and they really get him out in the wing running, playing four guards. Um, he could be a fourth guard. But to see him play that, that three and sometimes two is going to be interesting because he's a kid with a size. Of, Kevin Knox was almost a 19 shoe, was an 18, 18 and a half. The only other guy that plays on the perimeter with a foot that big is Kevin Durant in the NBA. Well, the so one thing I say is I saw, I saw him play in high school because – for those of you who don't know, Kevin Knox's dad played for Florida State University and played in the NFL for a few years. And um, he grew up playing in Tampa, and I watched him play. And in, in high school, he was he had the great baseline shot. But the one thing that he was able to do in high school was drive from the elbow and get to the rim. And he did right. that a little bit at Kentucky, but they had so many perimeter players they basically right, just ask right. you to make shots. I think right. he'll be, like with Christian, with, with Porzingis, I think he'll be able to, to play at the elbow and on the wing with, without as much pressure on him because he's got a, 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 a 747 playing with him. I mean, right. I think the biggest thing that they need is they need Enos Cantor to, um, you know, give you the double-double. And the point guard that they drafted last year, if he keeps improving, I think they got a solid team. I think Knox adds that last little piece because he's got the length and he can play a little defense. Um, but I don't think – I think he's he reminds me of Jason Tatum, but Jason Tatum looks a little bit more – he just looks a little bit – he was just – he was ready to go. I watched him all year last year because right. of he was, right. he was in the ACC with, you know, Miami – and I thought he was just outstanding. And obviously Danny Ainge believed it as well because he made a, a heck of a move trading him, trading for him in that in that draft spot. Now, let me ask you a question. You had an up close and personal look, you and Mike both, at Mohammed Bamba. And this kid intrigues me. I think he can be, I think he can be a superstar. I just don't think he really has any help. Other than Aaron Gordon in Orlando, I mean, hey Mike, what are, you, what are your thoughts, Mike? Yeah, yeah, I definitely have to agree with that. I mean, I I watched him play some, some, you know, a little bit, but I I didn't like see his full potential, or you know, so I, I can't really say a whole lot on that. Well, I watched well, I him think, because I think, uh, no, go go sure. ahead, Mike. Uh, I just think it's a you know a, a to be determined, man. When these bigs come in, they 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 get so much better over time. And like, if if you would have told me Anthony Davis is going to be who he is at Kentucky, I would have just laughed at you. But seeing him now be who he is after you know what I'm saying he was the guy that took the fourth most shots at on that Kentucky national championship team. Now, I mean, he's up for MVP awards. So. These bigs, man, they just keep developing, getting better and better. And you, you can't really put them in a box. Well, I'll say this about Bamba. I saw the defensive end of him last year, 
he reminded me somewhat. They said Rudy Gobert, he had some Dikembe Mutombo in him in the way he blocked shots. But then, you know, talking to you over time and then seeing it on the, on, on, you know, with the with the scouts, he is refining his shooting uh, touch to the point where he's going to be, he's going to be tough because he can stretch. He's a stretch five. He's got a little bit of a post game. And he runs the floor and blocks shots like nobody else in this draft or really other than maybe Gobert or Clint, Clint Capella in the league. So he's got – he's a two-way player. He can score some points. Now, he's got Aaron Gordon, but I don't really think there's much else there. Oh, wait a minute. Alfred Payton is not bad at point guard. But they got to fill in the blanks in Orlando, and I think – it's going to be tougher on him than, say, some of these. Like, I like Marvin Bagley's situation as much as anybody because you've got De'Aaron Fox at the point guard, and you got all those young guys that they drafted last year, and they still got a couple of veterans. I think um, he'll be in a situation where he's going to score some points. He'll be a 2010 guy. I, I agree with you. I don't want to see him play some defense. I mean, I think he went through the NCAA tournament and had less. That's a three-block shot. Somebody told me maybe one-block shot. I mean, at 6'10", man, he's getting three of those games, but as athletic as he is. So I definitely want to see him play some defense. Yeah, um, that's the one knock on him. But I think with the, the culture that they're putting together in Sacramento, I think that he is definitely going to get better on the defensive end because he's already a, a professional scorer. So now he's got to work on the other side. Listen, we're going to take a, another break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more uh, about this draft, and I want to get their opinion on who they think. You know, we talk about a sleeper, a guy that, you know, Kevin Knox was a top 10, a lottery pick, a guy outside of the lottery that, you know, a couple years from now, we're going to be saying, wow, how'd that guy go so low in the draft? So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more 2018 NBA draft with Tim Fuller and Michael Simon on the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Are you ready for the latest sports news, the culture around the game and unique insight? Then you need to make Kareem and the Coach your destination each week. Host Kareem Rush played for the LA Lakers and has the inside track to personas in both professional and college sports. Co-host Eric Newman is a former basketball coach and now a producer and filmmaker. Together they cover sports and entertainment in a fast-paced hour every Friday at 5pm Eastern Time and 2pm Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Family, family, we're back here on the Get Down with Hurley Brown. I'm your host today, Kelvin Harris, normally your co-host. Hurley Brown is out making the Merritt Island Mustangs great again. So... I'm going to take up the slack, take a few more shots. I brought in uh, a shooter extraordinaire, Tim Fuller. 
and his uh, business partner, Michael Saman. They had two kids drafted in the uh, 2018 draft, both in the second round. And we're talking right now, we're talking uh, NBA draft as a whole. Now, uh, Mike, Tim, the one guy that I need to talk about that we didn't talk about in the first, the second segment was uh, probably the most intriguing pick, I think, of the whole draft because of his situation, and that's Michael Porter Jr. Now, you had an up-close and personal look at him, I think, because of his, where he was, he was from St. Louis, right? Well, he's from Columbia, Missouri, right there where the University of Illinois is, right? So, yeah, you saw him, I guess, grow up, maybe. Now, I didn't notice yeah, I didn't notice until I saw the feature on him on ESPN with Maria Taylor, he was homeschooled and he's got seven, six siblings. And his mom apparently was a uh, a big time college scorer, um, or was it high school? Iowa. Oh, she's big time college scorer. Iowa, right? He even hold the record for most points scoring for any female player uh, at, at Iowa. She was an Iowa Hawkeye. Am I not correct? Correct. Correct. And did the dad play basketball? The dad did. Dad actually had a brief career at Wake Forest. Um, then he transferred to Tulane, played at Tulane for a little bit, and then, um, you know, uh, got into uh, athletes in action playing, and, and that's kind of where the mom and dad met. You know, Tim, this thing is two degrees of separation with you. I mean, you got a hand in out the, the whole draft. Wake Forest, Missouri. I mean, my gosh. Now, the one thing about Michael Porter is some people are comparing him to Kevin Durant. I think we need to pump the brakes on that, first of all. Uh, but he does have some similarities in his game. He is 6'10". He is thin. He's got a great shot. Uh, let's leave it there because that's a big, big comparison. Now, there were some reports out about his attitude. Now, the main problem was his, 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 his health. He only played three games at Missouri due to a back issue. Um, do you, do you think he's going to be able to, um, to stay healthy? Yeah, Mike, Mike is going to have the same type of impact that, Joel and B had or Ben Simmons. He's gonna come into the league, and when he does step on the floor, he's gonna get rookie of the year. Uh, he has he's, he's uh, the most talented young person um, that I've had a chance to de- develop and work with since Chris Paul. So, like I've told anybody who's ever asked me, um, the knock on him used to be people used to say he's soft, and I always told people, I said, man, he he's he plays with a finesse game, but he's tough as nails. Um, as soon as people see him. Uh, you know, after this, you know, he's able to heal from the back and the hip stuff. I mean, that, it, it'll it'll all come out. But he has way more in his bag than people have even seen um, to date. Uh, and, you know, he, he's not that far, arguably, he's not that far away from the high school, college version of Kevin Durant. I'm not going to compare him to who Kevin Durant is right now, but the high school, college version of Kevin Durant, is, is he's not that far away from well, he went at the bottom of the lottery. He was the last lottery pick. And so I guess that's sort of a good situation in that the team is not going to be as bad as, you know, the top pick in the draft. But well, – Yeah, because, I mean, you got the Denver Nuggets are knocking on the door being a playoff team. The thing is, is like, like the, the Denver Nuggets just um, declined – to extend uh, Jokic, so they're going to put him on a max deal come this year. So he's going to have Jokic and Gary Harris as his, you know, big brothers coming into the league. Jokic arguably the best passer in the league. Gary Harris the best wingman um, it, it, that can that, that knows how to play off the ball. Um, so there's going to be a whole lot of space for Michael to do his thing. And I think that, that uh, that's why I say when he is healthy. People gonna see like like really what he's capable of. Now, don't you have an affiliation with Gary Harris? Yeah, Gary Harris, one of the guys we work with. Um, I'm a longtime friend with, with, with his family, and um, you know he's uh, he's in Paris, right? Actually, we just sent him to Milan to do a. Um, he was in Paris doing a fashion week, and I just went landed in Milan 
to do an event that we set up for, for he and his family. Once again, uh, Get Down family, Tim Fuller and the two, de- you know, we're going to substitute the two degrees of Kevin Bacon for the two degrees of Tim Fuller because, man, <laughs> I mean, ESPN should have had you working at the draft because you basically have got a full footprint in this draft. Now, they got a young point guard in Denver, right? Um, I thought they had a young point guard. Did they, was it this year's draft or two years ago? They drafted uh, a point guard. Oh, no, you're talking about the kid um, from from Canada. Uh, he played at Kentucky. Um, big time, big time, yeah. big time shooter. Um, his name is escaping me right now, but no, nah, definitely, yeah, he's uh, Jamal, J- Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, yeah. So they yeah. got the pieces in place, which I think his situation reminds me similar to what Marvin Bagley has. He's going to come in. There's a culture that's sort of already in place, not necessarily a super winning culture, but a culture that's headed in the right direction. And he won't have pressure on him to be the guy. I think that might yeah. be the one problem that Bomba has in uh, Orlando is that it's just him and Gordon. Now, looking at this draft, what player do you guys think Five years from now, we're going to be doing the redrafting situation and saying, man, that guy should have been the third pick in the draft, or, man, he should have been the second pick. Um, what what guy stands out that should have been drafted a lot higher than, and other than Porter? Because Porter's situation is a little different. We, You know, a lot of teams right. just didn't, they didn't feel comfortable with his health situation. But taking Porter right. out of the uh, this scenario, who what, what, what player – stands out you think could be a superstar that should have gone higher Mike where are you going to go with honestly like Porter's the guy that I thought like if we're taking him out so once we take him out it's difficult to say I think I mean once you take him out of the equation I think the lottery picks probably were accurately picked um, so I'm going to say this, the guy I saw yeah. the, guy, the guy I think is going to surprise people is going to be Miles Bridges I think Miles is uh he played in the Big Ten, he played for Tom Izzo. Um, uh, you know, the system basketball when you play with Tom Izzo. And, you know, I compare it to the same, you know, meteoric rise that Gary Harris has had. Everybody's like, Where's this kid come from? He's leading Denver and scoring, he's doing this, he's doing that. You play at Michigan State, so you gotta humble yourself and you gotta be a real teammate when you play at Michigan State, but you learn how to play off the ball and you learn how to play defense. So I think Miles Bridges is gonna be arguably the the best two-way player to come out of this drive, and people are going to see him be uh, a, a, a heavy, heavy force um, by, by you know, like that three-year period what you're talking about. Well, I, I kind of agree with you on that because if you recall, Miles Bridges, a lot of people thought that he should have left last year, and, they, you know, right. they were talking about how when you don't leave as a freshman, people start, you know, picking at your game. I think this second year did him some good and that it did solidify his defense and he did expand his offense because I think the first year he was just a to the to the basket type player. He right, had a right, you know erratic right. shot. I think his, his shot his shot got better and I think like you said I don't want to say that Tom Izzo is Dean Smith uh 2.0 but if you look at it his players do do a lot better offensively in the NBA than they do with his system because his system is a team-oriented, tough guy, uh, get rebounds and play, you know, knock down, drag out defense. And then when they get right, to the NBA, right, right. they're able to let their hair down. So right. I, I, I kind of agree. I'm also going to throw in, of course, I'm going to be a little bit of a homer here, but I think Lonnie Walker is going to be fabulous in San Antonio. He's coming at the right time where they're going to need a score because I just don't think this Kawhi Leonard thing is going to work out for um, San Antonio. I don't think he's going to stay. I think they're going to at some point have to move him or just say we're going to play the season out. And I think whatever time Lonnie gets with Kawhi, it'll be uh, a great education for him. And I think at some point – He's going to have to, you know, with him and Murray in the backcourt, 
he's going to have to, um, you know, shoulder more of the burden. But he's a great kid, and he fits what San Antonio is trying to do character-wise. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, I guess, that Kawhi is leaving or wants to leave. But, you know, me as a Lakers fan is somewhat excited because I hear he wants to come to L.A. So, so you know, you know, since we're building super teams in the NBA, why not have a super team in Los Angeles in the purple and gold? But um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about free agency because there's a big decision coming on Friday from a iconic player that's going to really, I think, set the tone for the next two to four years in the NBA because um, wherever this guy lands, it's going to be a big deal. And so we're going to get Tim and Michael's thoughts on this free agency, especially since Tim has, once again, another uh, foot in the uh, blueprint here with Cleveland. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk NBA free agency on the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Family, family, we're back here on the Get Down with Hurley Brown. And we're talking all things NBA. We've been talking about the NBA draft with my man Tim Fuller and his business partner Michael Saman, who had two kids drafted in the uh, the uh, current NBA draft that happened last Thursday. Uh, they had uh, DeAnthony Melton go to the uh, Houston Rockets, and then they had Alize Johnson go to the Indiana Pacers, both in the second round. So we've been talking about the draft and you know top players in the draft. Now let's talk about the big, the elephant in the room. Uh, the free agency starts uh, this weekend, and there's a big, big decision coming from one particular individual, guy by the name of uh, LeBron James. Whether he's going to opt out and become a free agent, you know, he has until I believe the 29th. Yeah, the 29th. And the consensus is he's going to opt out, and he's probably going to take his talents to uh, Los Angeles. Los, the Lakers are the um, the clubhouse favorites right now. Now, for those of you who don't know out there in uh, Get Down, in the Get Down family, Tim has a uh, client on the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers that played on the team this past year, Jordan Clarkson, who was traded from Los Angeles to Cleveland. And, uh, you know, 
what what is what is Jordan's feeling? Has Jordan weighed in on what he thought LeBron was going to do? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, uh, LeBron has just uh, been been off uh, with his family. Um, you know, I'm a senior clip with his son. Uh, tried his first dunk in the game. LeBron's been totally immersed in that. He hasn't given indica- any indication to anybody what he was going to do. Uh, you know, whether go or stay or whatever. So he's um, he's been spending time with the family. It's uh, admirable. Yeah, he actually has been down here in South Florida this past weekend because they had the uh, the, the the travel ball tournament over at down at South Miami Miami Southwest High School, and his son was um, I think his son's team actually won the tournament. How big? How tall is uh, little LeBron? I don't know. It's uh, it's it's, it's uh, I haven't been up close and personal with him. I know he's uh. You know, pretty one of the nice size guards uh, for his age group, but I'm imagining he's in that probably in that six foot range. And you say he got a dunk, his first dunk? He tried, he tried it. He tried it all over YouTube, all over the social media. He tried his first dunk. He wasn't successful, but he tried it, and uh, LeBron kind of jumped out of his seat. And you know, his, uh, Savannah was there, and LeBron's mom was there, and they kind of was all everybody's all excited um, for him. So. Well, the interesting part about it is, you know, there's been reports that he looked at some schools in Houston and, you know, he's looked at some schools in Philly and, you know, also in Los Angeles. I mean, me personally, I think it's going to come down to one or two things. It's either going to be Los Angeles because they already got the footprint out there. And... um if it's not Los Angeles, he's going back to Cleveland. Those are the only two, to be honest with you, in my opinion, are the only two places he's looking at because those are the two places he feels comfortable with. Now, I'm going to try and give a little insight. Um, for those of you who don't know, I was on the 30 for 30, the original 30 for 30 with the University of Miami called the U. The guys who did it, the two directors, Billy Corbin and Alfred Spellman, they had a guy by the name of Evan Rosenfeld who was basically in charge of all of us as far as the talent and whatnot, you know, rounding us up and whatnot. Evan is a good kid. He uh, he has since left their, their, their crew and gone on his own, and he's done some really good things. He did a, a documentary that was on HBO with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and he just got through doing a film called The uh, Magic City Warriors about Liberty City and the football and the Pop Warner. And it was with Luke and Devontae Freeman. The guy who executive produced it was LeBron James. And I was talking to Evan. I think I saw some parts of that. Yeah. So Evan, you know, we were talking on Facebook the other day because I'm going to actually have him on a podcast that I do, the U podcast with uh, one of my teammates, Ron McNeil. And he was explaining to me that LeBron has actually – been executive producing quite a few projects. And so that's why it kind of leads me to believe that it's not fully a basketball decision. It's more of a lifestyle decision. I mean, I think Shaq said it best. He has cemented his legacy. He's won three championships. He's he's changed how we look at the game. We've, we're always having people with these conversations, who's greatest, him or Jordan. Winning another title or going to another championship is not going to change what you feel about LeBron James. That's already etched in stone. And I think Dwayne Wade, Wade said it best. He's going to do what he feels is best for him and his family. And I think that's what he should do. It's not about me or you or the fans or his teammates. It's really about him now. He's been playing 15 years. And... I just think he wants to get more involved with film and, you know, he's on the on the West Coast. He can get into the technology right up the road and, you know, the Silicon Valley. And I think they just like living in Los Angeles. And it's nothing against Cleveland. I just think that as long as Daniel Gilbert is the uh, owner of that team, I just don't think he I don't think I just don't think they can reconcile the differences now, you know, you give a, a unique perspective because you were in and out during the year. What, what are your thoughts? Well, I definitely think that, like you said, LeBron has put himself in a, a pinnacle 
to where it's like he doesn't have anything else to prove. Um, people can, you know, talk all day long about, you know, whether or not he's as good as MJ, but to be in that conversation itself just puts you at a satisfaction that there's probably not going to be any other player to reach. Uh, one of the most magical things I think I heard LeBron say was that he has aspirations to be on the court, uh, you know, with his son at some point, right? And it's whether he's on the same team, opposing team. And I think that that, that shows a mind shift um, for him. And it's not about what he's doing, chasing championships, chasing rings, but preserving his career, making himself one of the greatest of all time uh, with his own pace, and then, uh, you know, setting his family up. Uh, it, it comes a point in time when, it, when there's nothing else you can do uh, to prove to anybody or chase a, chase a legacy or establish yourself. And uh, if I had the choice, if I was going to live in Cleveland or if I was going to live in L.A., um, I would go to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stephen A. Smith always says that. Um, yeah, it's a – and it's nothing against the, the city of Cleveland, but, man, L.A., I lived out there for five years. It's a great place. Hey, listen, Tim, uh, Michael, I want to thank both of you for being on the show today. Um, social media-wise, is there anywhere we can follow you guys uh, to, to catch up with the Anthony and your other clients? Yeah, Kevin, we uh, our, our, um, all of our social media stuff, is, uh, we come out right after Summer League. We're going there to do some photo shoots with our players, um, and we're going to okay. post our stuff. So. Right now, everything's under construction. We'll have it up and running as soon as summer league's over. So, like I said, we knew we now, when born, man. I didn't want to. When does summer? Yeah. When does summer league start? Uh, Ju- July sixth. Uh, Alize yeah. and uh, DeAnthony actually kick it off. They play against each other, and they go all the way to the seventeenth. Okay. Well, we'll definitely have you back either during or right after uh, summer league. And you and Mike can come back and, and talk about the progress of your clients and how Summer League is going out in Vegas. And I just want to say uh, it was a great show, and I, I really enjoyed having both of you guys on. Uh, for the Get Down family, Hurley will be back next week, and we will uh, we'll, you know, tag team this thing together. But until next week, I just want to close like I always close because it's all about the you, Cage for Life. Enough said. So until next week, I'll see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in to The Get Down with Hurley Brown. The coach wants you to join us again next week, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll have another great show ready to roll next week.